helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Twenty-first century America is proof of what John Adams said. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. I'm not saying the United States was perfect back in the 18th century, but as our society's morals have degraded, the Constitution has become less and less effective. Maybe we can learn from history. So there's an 18th century British historian and parliamentarian by the name of Edward Gibbon, and he noted something. He said the five marks of the Roman decay, cult, decaying culture, were concerned with displaying an affluence instead of building wealth, obsession with sex and perversion of sex, art becoming freakish and sensationalistic instead of creative and original, widening disparity between very rich and very poor, and increased demand to live off the state. Does that sound familiar? Mr. Gibbon could be describing the United States today. And as British historian Arnold Toynbee once said, Civilizations die from suicide, not by murder. So I ask you, are you working to save our civilization, or are you letting it die at its own hands? Well, hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. I'm glad you could join me today, because once again, we are seeing numerous examples of the decay of our culture. And of course, top of the list right now has to be the support for the absolutely inhumane and horrific treatment that these, these Hamas terrorists have treated, how they've, their, their supposed enemies, the targeting of civilians, the torture, the rape, the killing and beheading of children. It is it is truly, to me, it's incomprehensible. But then again, maybe I still have a moral compass. But things really must be bad. They, they, they must be crazy. Um, if I'm going to agree with, with Joe Biden. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd see the day. I'm not saying that I didn't think it ever happened, but we're sitting in a time where we can see the photos and the videos, which, again, this is Biden saying it, but he says he's got confirmed, which means I'm assuming his sources come from someplace he trusts, of terrorists. I can't even call them human beings. I know they are. But, but people beheading children the the level of evil the level of hatred that that takes is horrendous which is why i am so disgusted at at people who take these opportunities to promote an agenda for example i saw a front uh, it was actually an article on front page magazine and the title is biden warned netanyahu not to hit hamas too hard now, I want you to understand that this is, this is the headline. And the subhead is, we support Israel taking necessary and proportionate actions. Okay, um, I, I can, 
what are proportion proportion to what to the um to the the cold-blooded murder of innocent civilians to the raping of women and children well i'm not sure but the raping of women in the street the beheading of children seems to me that proportionate to that would be some pretty um some pretty stiff response some pretty aggressive response that would be proportional the 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 murder of innocent women and children the targeting of innocent women and children and the article goes on it talks about you know there was he was on the phone with prime minister netanyahu and uh you know they they uh you know he pointed out the terrorists terrorist purposely purposely target civilians and kill them um and then here's the psd results this is the part that uh, apparently um, the writer of front page uh, of this article for front page magazine uh, had a problem with. So I think this is what they describe as um, not hitting Hamas too hard. This is how they just um, Joe Biden reportedly urged Prime Minister Netanyahu during their phone call to minimize civilian casualties in the Gaza Strip. This apparently is what the this this author for front page magazine. Um, Daniel Greenfield. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. But if you're telling me that you're upset that a um, a civilization, even though attacked brutally, would do whatever is reasonable to minimize, not prevent, to minimize civilian casualties of their opponent, that tells me you know, that that I look at that as a um, if that's bad, that's an, then the person who says it's bad, that's uncivilized. No, Israel should not target civilians. They should do what they can to minimize civilian casualties. They should. That's a civilized nation. It is an uncivilized culture that targets uh, civilians. This is you know, and to be upset with Joe Biden. Is this a political move? Is this a, a is it a, a, because uh, Biden's a Democrat or is it because um, you just want to get out for the presidency? Listen, I have a lot to complain about with Joe Biden. I have tons of material that I've used to complain about Joe Biden. But to urge a a country that had been struck in such a way to try to minimize civilian casualties on the other side. To, to see that as a bad thing, mm. no, that that to me, that's a civilization that's become unmoored from morality. That says, it's okay, we can go out and attack women and children because they did that to us first. Is that truly what Mr. Greenfield is promoting? Or or I'm, maybe he just looks at, well, the ends justify the means, because he closes the article with, how do you defeat a terrorist organization that hides, that operates behind civilians without civilian casualties? He didn't say not to have them. He said to minimize them, to do what you can to stop them. Now, could this be taken too far? Absolutely. But I want to look at both sides of this. I'm not saying that you know, one side is good, and, and or, you know, I'm not saying that there isn't evil on both sides. But if we stop protecting civilians in times of war, doing what we can to minimize civilian casualties, then we're not a moral actor. And if Israel 
does this, then they're not, they're no longer a moral actor. And the people who promote that, I don't see them as moral actors anyway. I see them as vengeful, maybe full of bloodlust. I don't know. But to me, it's another sign of a destruction of morality that I will justify the, uh, the killing of civilians because they killed them first. I'm not saying we, you know, the, the, there's no way you're going to avoid civilian casualties. As Mr. Greenfield noted, since uh, these terrorists tend to hide behind civilians and use them as shields. But to be upset saying, let's see if we can minimize those casualties? Uh, I, I'm not, th that doesn't settle well. And if you remember, we were talking with, um, we, I was covering an interview with Anthony Blinken where he was asked about, will they refreeze the $6 billion recently unfrozen for Iran? And uh, he mealy-mouthed his way through that. Well, you know, that money hasn't been, that money's tagged for this, and that money, as, as if, you know, money is infungible. Well, apparently right now, the Biden administration is trying to uh, refreeze that money. They're apparently reported that the, they're working with a fund manager in Qatar to uh, prevent that $6 billion from being used by Iran since Iran has been supporting Hamas, which has committed such uh, atrocities in the last week or so. So I guess if we were to ask, maybe Secretary Blinken will be for the refreezing of assets after he was against the refreezing of assets. Um, Again, a lack of morals. Morals, if you have a moral position, you stick to it. You don't blow in the wind like a flag. But that describes so much of, of how the bureaucrats work. And uh, you know, to me, that's, that just shows that's, that's, a lack of, that's a lack of moral fortitude. And if you want an example of what the, of the consequences of such a moral decline are, well... Just look at Israel and look at the response from the Council on American-Islamic Relations. See, CARE, as they're known, uh, has called for an immediate ceasefire in Israel and Gaza following the Hamas attacks. Now, it's okay. Uh, I, could, I could see uh, at its face, okay, there should be an immediate ceasefire. Somebody punches you in the nose and then says, ceasefire, don't shoot back. But look at what, what, you need to understand the rest of what's going on. You see, um, the, the, a statement from, from CARE, and again, Center for uh, American Islamic Relations says, the American Muslim community has always condemned attacks against any civilian, including the violent attacks on Israel, Israeli civilians last weekend and the attacks on Palestinian civilians happening in Gaza right now. Stop time right there. How many Muslim communities cheered when... Um, when when the Gaza, when the Hamas attacked Israel, how many of them cheered when Muslims attacked the World Trade Center and the Pentagon? Pentagon, you might say, is a military target. The World Trade Center wasn't. Did they cheer? Was there not cheering in the streets at this time? And to equate, says the the um, how how do you put it? The uh, violent attacks on they, they condemn the they include the violent attacks on Israeli civilians last weekend and the attacks on Palestinian civilians happening in Gaza now. Uh, wrong. 
See, there's a fundamental moral difference between what Hamas did and what Israel is doing. Now, Hamas actively targeted civilians. They, they flew their little paragliders into a music festival and mowed down civilians. They broke down a, a border wall and attacked homes and families and innocent civilians. They targeted them. Then they had the cowardice, yes, cowardice, to take hostages and use them as human shields to hide behind them and complain when the Israelis go to free the hostages, to destroy the very Hamas agents that attacked and brutally murdered their civilians. Care considers that a targeting of civilians. That is a lie. That is a moral, that is a immoral moral equivalence. And it's exactly what leads to the justification. Well, you know, we can attack them because, well, they attacked our civilians. No, they attacked your militants, your, your criminals that were hiding behind civilians. Now, Kara went on to say, too often some of the, of the Israeli government supporters either ignore or actively support violence against Palestinian civilians, including Netanyahu's ongoing medieval siege and mass bombing campaign of civilians in, in Gaza. Uh, excuse me, the Israelis did not target civilians. If they have, I want them brought up on charges, but that's not what I've seen so far. They did not rape women in the street. They did not behead children on camera. They did not take hostages and threaten to kill them on television if they are attacked again. This is an immoral position. Care is led by immoral people. If there's war crimes to be condemned, it is what Hamas did. And if Israel does at some point commit actual war crimes, then they should be held accountable as well. But to conflate the horrors that Hamas committed against Israel with a retaliation, that, ladies and gentlemen, is, a, is the perfect example of a, a degradation of morality. And an and immoral view that leads to suffering and pain and the justification of murder, rape, torture, inhuman acts that civilized society would widely condemn. And I have to wonder if the Center for uh, uh, American Islamic Relations, if this is their response, what does that say? about members of the Council of American Islamic Relations. What does that say about those who support CARE, who fund CARE, who promote CARE? I'm not talking about guilt by association. I'm talking about a, a, a break from a moral anchor that would support groups that, that uh, have such a, a twisted view of morality. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a society committing suicide. Because if such justifications are allowed to grow, I'm not saying we have to stomp them out. We should we have to see this for what this is, right? Now, care has every right to express their evil opinions. 
But if we don't look at it and recognize that it is evil, inherently evil, then that is our society committing suicide. Now, I have to take a break. Before I go, I hope you'll head to the website, constitutionstudy.com, and uh, check out some of the, the, the articles, the videos I've been working on, the news I've been pulling around. I've been working on some interesting articles about executive orders and uh, political primaries, and, and I hope you find it interesting. Of course, you can always sign up for a mailing list or, or ask a question. I'm still looking for questions to ask or answer here on the radio. You can find it at constitutionstudy.com. Now, also, there's been a lot of talk lately about COVID. It's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. We have the new election variant is on the is on the rise, and of course, everyone's talking about masking and 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 the jabs and all that. Well, believe it or not, there is something you can do to deal with help help your body deal with COVID to deal with the especially the spike protein, and that's a a, a revolutionary solution from the wellness company. It's a group of ingredients called spike support, and it's designed to block and dissolve the spike proteins, which is the cause of a lot of the the toxic and inflammatory responses in your body. This is gluten-free, vegetarian, manufactured right here in the USA without any uh, uh, GMOs. It's backed by documented research and vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company. Now, since you're an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off Spike Support or any of the products at the Wellness Center. Find out more at americaoutloud.shop. But please, go to check out the Wellness Center. Use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. As it lets them know you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you'll not only get 25% off their products, you'll also get 25% off your first month's membership. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. Today, we're pointing out that civilizations die from suicide, not by murder. Now, we talk about the, the, the destruction of morals uh, in this country and how it leads to our destruction. Uh, how, you know, as John Adams said, the, the Constitution was designed for a moral and religious people. It doesn't work for another type. And, and you know, morals aren't something that simply magically appear. It, you know, it there, there's not a, a neutral morality, right? Uh, there's a, a morality that believes in, in rights and justice, and there's a morality that um, is the antithesis of this. It, it's antagonistic to it, and it is trained into people. You either train people in morality or in immorality. That's the way things work, which is brings me to the next article I want to look at. Uh, how many of you are familiar with Northwestern University? It's listed as one of the, the top schools in the country, a very elite school, um, and it has an interesting recent history. You remember last, or I should say uh, uh, earlier this year, when the Supreme Court decided that uh, no, um, it's racist to uh, uh, use race to determine entrance into the school, and therefore it's not allowed? Well, the president of Northwestern University, a Michael Schill, he, he was very upset. He said, I am deeply disappointed in the Supreme Court's decision. While we will, of course, abide by the ruling, I strongly disagree with the interpretation of the Constitution reflected in the majority opinion, a decision that will make it more difficult for North Northwestern to achieve one of our imperatives, the promotion of diversity, inclusion, and belonging on our campuses. I want you to remember that phrase for a second. The, the uh, imperative of Northwestern University. They claim it's the promotion of diversity inclusion. Of course, they do so by denying certain diversity, saying if, if you aren't the right color, um, you're not allowed, you, you won't be included, or you'll be minimized because uh, you can't belong on this campus. We have to make room for somebody else. Uh, this racist statement I, uh, has been dealt with. What does it have to do with today? This very same university, this very same president, has an interesting opinion about the uh, um, the attacks by Hamas. See, uh, 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 a guy, my a guy Benson, got a an email from a, a an alum of Northwestern University. And uh, he also got a reply from Northwestern's new president, their new president, saying, Northwestern does not intend to make an institutional statement about the single largest day slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. Now, the president said Northwestern doesn't intend to make an institutional statement, 
it's the uh, the alum who happens to be Jewish, by the way, that points out that uh, this is dealing with a uh, uh, the, was the largest single day slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, I want you to add this along with the uh, 31 different Harvard student groups that uh, uh, issued a statement in, letter in support of the Palestinians. Um, and consider all the other schools that are training our children, our young people, to be such immoral creatures. Now listen, you may... Um, you may believe the, the Palestinians have gotten the short end of the stick in, in recent history. That is a long way from condoning rape and murder. It is a long way from condoning mass murder and the taking of hostages to use as human shields to protect you from, um, from retaliation. But I want you to think of what does it say about our, I don't want to call them our elite colleges. What about the indoctrination centers we call colleges and universities? If Northwestern University doesn't have a position on this, what about the student groups? If Harvard student groups have such a vile position, if the president of the New York University Student Bar Association makes public statements in support of the of Hamas, what are these young people being indoctrinated with? They are being immersed, not in morality, but in immorality. And since we're talking about institutions, many of which will produce doctors, lawyers, judges, uh, political uh, uh, official, political people, you know, people running for office, that hold such immoral positions. Again, if you support the Palestinians, that's one thing. If you support Hamas and what they've done, that's something quite different. What does that bode for our future? See, to me, this is why I, I, I believe that Mr. Gibbon was right. Citizens die, I'm sorry, um, Mr. Tonaby said, civilizations die from suicide, not by murder. This is societal suicide. If we're going to train our best and brightest to be okay with mass murder because it's for a good cause, to be okay with beheading babies because, you know, they were, the Palestinians were treated really, really badly, to be okay with taking hostages and using them as shields against retaliation for your acts. That is a level of immorality that the Constitution can't deal with. Now, yes, every one of these people have the freedom of speech. They can express their ideas. The problem I have is society is looking at these and not recalling in horror. In fact, so far, the only um, true backlash I have seen that uh, uh, the, the president of NYU Student Bar Association, Arena Workman, she had a job offer rescinded because of her statements. Where's the backlash? Where's the backlash of the Democratic Socialists of America standing in support of Hamas? 
Where is it? How many of you, when, when Black Lives Matter was, was meant anything, how many of you put up the little, the, the, the fist? How many of you put up stuff on your social media? How many places put up support? How many people donated to Black Lives Matter? Because um, BLM Grassroots, the, the collection of, of different chapters, released a statement recently. Standing in solidarity with the people of Palestine. Now, some some of the uh, um, uh, different chapters, individual chapters, they they show their support even for Hamas. See, BLM Chicago shared a celebratory graphic of one of the paragliders that, in, in reference to the ones that killed 260 civilians attending a music festival. I wonder how much of the you know of support of the how far does the support of Hamas and the Palestinians go there are some statements that that liken the, the Palestinian terrorism to BLM's own activism but it goes beyond that you see both the Biden and Biden the Obama and Biden administrations has spent millions of taxpayer dollars to Hamas and his benefactors your taxpayer money. But we've also got uh, corporations that have given billions of dollars to the BLM movement and other causes. And I wonder, did any of that money, was any of that money used to support uh, uh, what the Palestinians are doing? I mean, they've offered verbal support. They've they've aligned themselves with Hamas in many, in many of the chapters. Did that include any financial assistance as well? Either directly or through uh, you know, certain other um, organizations, pro-Palestinian organizations here in the U.S.? I wonder if how many American people, directly or indirectly, gave money in support of the Palestinians and, and, and Hamas that have committed such atrocities. What does that say about our society? Again, if you want to support the Palestinian people, if you think they've gotten a raw deal, that's fine. But if you want to support Hamas, if you want to align yourself with such terroristic acts as baby beheadings and, and raping women in the street to be and then hauling them off as hostages to prevent, you know, to use as human shields against attack. Where's the revulsion of society? Where's the 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 distancing and and um, isolation? Saying no, you you hold these truly atrocious ideas. We don't want anything to do with you. We don't want to support you. Where is that? I don't see it. At least not much of it. For example, in an interesting twist, uh, uh, when shortly after the attacks, there were several celebrities. That expressed uh, support of Israel. They uh, and big names, you know, uh, was it Madonna, Amy Schumer, uh, uh, was it Chris Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, big names. Interesting. Uh, Gal Gadot started out apparently supporting it, but she posted an interesting uh, uh, item. Uh, where she put? I think this is on Instagram. I don't. I don't know. I don't pay attention to. The, she said, killing innocent Palestinians is horrific. Killing innocent Israelis is horrific. 
If you don't feel the same, I think you should ask yourself why that is. Now, I'm not looking at a moral equivalence here. She says, listen, killing innocent people is horrific. And I, I don't, maybe I'm not reading this. I don't know. But I look at this as saying, listen, killing innocent people is horrific. Why are you okay? If you don't feel that way, if you don't feel it's horrific to kill innocent people, maybe you should ask yourself why. To me, that's a reasonable question. Uh, of course, not everybody agreed with her. She got a lot of criticism from her post in Israel. Right? Not surprising. So she deleted the post. She apparently she got so much push, she deleted. But um, an Israeli television host uh, posted a screenshot of her uh, of her original post, saying, "Gal Gadot, you deleted your post. Well done." I've held myself back from answering you several times because you're concerned about your income and career, and that's fine. But this time, you've crossed the line. Not wanting to kill innocent Palestinians? I'm assuming he was upset about the, Pal the innocent Palestinians since, well, he's an Israeli television host. We see this world coming with, you know, where, where morality is, okay, what they did was so horrific, we must also kill their civilians? See, to me, the question is, is different. See, there is a, a difference in morality. If you, if, if, if you target innocent civilians and shoot them, that's bad. That's immoral. If you are shooting back at someone who's shooting at you and you accidentally hit a, a civilian, either because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, or even worse, the person shooting at you was using that, that uh, innocent person as a human being, I'm sorry, as a human shield, there's, a moral there's not a moral equivalence there. Those are, those are two different acts. One's intentions, intentional, one's not intentional. And I think in the anger and, and desire for revenge, we're looking to the point where apparently some people can't even stand a a basic statement that says, let's stop killing the innocent people. Why would you not find it horrific to kill innocent people? The, now we're not talking about the, one, the, the members of Hamas that actually attacked Israel. We're talking about innocent people. Because all of this pushback on, on any concept of not wanting to kill innocent people on either side is is not just not just happening in Israel. But the one thing I note in in most of these tweets and the and, and the pushback is um this 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 idea of you know we're we're sorry for the loss of innocent lives both Israeli and Palestinians but a refusal to point out who's causing the loss of life who's initiating the loss of life, who's causing the loss of life. And while the, the, some loss of life is, is by Israeli action, that Israeli action is in retaliation to an attack. It, is a, uh, it may be retribution, but if you've got a bunch of, of people that are shooting rockets at you, that are shooting your citizens, and they're hiding a bunch of, amongst a bunch of civilians— you can do all you can to, to avoid killing them, but you can't. It, it'll be hard to avoid killing all the innocents. 
and still dealing with the people that are shooting at you. See, the, the moral equivalence of, well, both sides are, we're worried about innocence on both sides. That's fine. Why is it the, the, the idea that both sides are equally evil? I'm not saying the Israelis are perfect. I'm not saying how they've dealt with it is perfect. But to make, it, make a moral equivalence, attempt to make a moral equivalence between people that are actively targeting civilians and those who are doing what they can to not target, that are not targeting civilians, but where civilians get caught in the, in the crossfire, or because, even worse, the people attacking you are hiding behind them, that talks a lot about the morality of this country, of our society. That we can't look at, uh, or, or that that the people that hold that uh, influence so much of our culture can't point out that what it, what Hamas did was evil. And the very idea of saying Israel, can you do what you can to prevent innocent death, is considered what that's considered immoral. Kind of leaves you know it's a twisted land we live in. And I fear that it's only going to get worse. I've taken another break. Before I go, though, do me a favor. Do like I do. Visit AmericaOutloud.news every day to find out the latest news and goings on. But don't simply go there. Don't simply read and listen. Find those, those articles that move you, the stories that say something, the podcasts, the videos that show the rest of the story and share them. See, the way we deal with these, this moral equivalence and this immoral acts is to show them to the light of truth in the light of, you know, what's the saying? Sunlight's the best disinfectant. Share that information. Share it far. Share it wide. That's how you can help secure the blessings of liberty. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. 
No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study, and we're talking about our civilization dying, not from an outside attack, not by murder, but by suicide. We are literally killing our own society. Now, if you go back to uh, the, the beginning, and I talked about the quote from Edward Gibbon, where he listed the five marks of the decaying Roman culture. We had the, the uh, concern with displaying affluence instead of building wealth. You know, keeping up with the Joneses, looking good, borrowing money left, right, and center so that we look good. The obsession with sex and its perversion. The uh, fact that art became freakish and sensationalistic. The disparity between the very rich and the very poor. And the demand to live off the state. Those are the five, he said, were the five uh, uh, marks of, a, of the Roman decay, which kind of looks like us today. So I want to... Look, not at, at another group. We, we've been talking about this. We talked about about the administration. We've talked about uh, BLM and care. We've talked about universities, um, and we've talked a lot about the the political issues, the lack of morality in in looking at what's been going on, primarily in Israel. Now, I want to take a, a slightly different tack. I want to go back to the Gibbons' point about the sexual the, the obsession with sex and its perversion. Now, at the Socialism 2023 conference, this is back in, in Chicago on September 2nd, um, there was a, a, uh, a university professor and a self-described sex worker activist. And during some of the discussion, uh, basically is promoting the idea that uh, what we call child pornography and, and, and uh, child trafficking for sex is just liberating children to participate in the sex as sex workers. Uh, one of the people that participated in the conversation said, we've been dealing with the child sex panic. You know, the child sex trafficking conspiracy theories for since the late 90s. And I have never until this panel been like, um, what about young people in the sex industry as part of a child of, of a children's liberation vision? They're talking about liberating children to be sex workers. It's actually a move. So why don't I bring this up? Think about the all the news lately about everyone from uh, public elementary schools to other organizations, uh, Drag Queen Story Hour and, and others promoting the sexualization of children and how society, rather than putting that into a corner, saying, no, that is not acceptable. As a society, we will not sexualize our children. We will not turn them into playthings for adults. This movement continues to grow. It is the parents who stand up against the sexualization of children who are targeted by the FBI and the U.S. Department of Justice. It is the people who try to, uh, uh, when they try to read the the pornography that is put into our schools, when they try to read it to the school board, they're the ones that are shut down, thrown out of the, of the meeting, and sometimes arrested. 
Tell me that's not the obsession with sex and its perversion. Tell me that's not the case. When a recent court in California um, basically said Facebook violated anti-discrimination laws because they have an ad targeting system that targets people based on age and gender. You mean having a, a, a system that says, um, you know, well, boys like one thing and girls, boys tend to like one thing and girls tend to like another. And actually using that is now considered a violation of anti-discrimination laws. When the idea of saying, well, you know, older people like this and younger people like this is a considered a violation of California's anti-discrimination law. We've lost all sense of, of, we've lost all morality. We've lost the, the, our compass, our moral compass has been completely demagnetized. We wouldn't, it's like as a society, we wouldn't understand a, um, a moral stance if it literally kicked us in the backside. From having men participate in the Miss Universe contest to, the, to, to, to this one. The publication Attitude selected their Woman of the Year. Do you know who they chose as their 12th annual Woman of the Year recipient? Dylan Mulvaney. That's right. A dude is Attitude's Woman of the Year. I, I wish I were kidding. I wish this was satire. I wish th this was an article from the Babylon Bee. It is not. So we see not only the perversion of sex, but the destruction of reality. The attack on women. You know, it's funny. Growing up, we were talking about, you know, women have been fighting for equal opportunity and, and equal rights and, and all of this. And here we have a group of men literally destroying what it is to be a woman. We have a Supreme Court justice who, as a nominee, was afraid to define a woman in a congressional hearing. We've lost all sense of morals. As I said, I, I, I believe our moral compass has been completely demagnetized. This society is decaying. We are more worried you know, about actually looking wealthy than actually being wealthy. We are willing to spend, we're not, not just as a government, but as an individual. People are, are in debt because they want to look good. I forget who was there. There was a, um, the, the, I'm drawing a blank on the actual article, but I mean, there was a study done about the number of, of people, a number of families who, um, if an emergency happened, could actually get their hands on $1,000. And it was it was like 75% could not lay their hands on 1000 I don't remember the actual numbers. It was disturbingly high. Because we're more concerned with looking good than actually being good. We've taken an obsession with sex and turned it beyond upside its head. Look at the rate of change. We went from, uh, uh, you know, 
homosexuality being decriminalized. I, okay, I'm fine with that. We went with a court with a court creating a a, a, a homosexual marriage. We now have child pornography not only being allowed but promoted in schools, in library, in public libraries, in society as a whole. We're willing to mutilate young children in the pursuit of this twisted perversion of the beginning of life. Our art, I, you know, I remember, what was the other thing? You know, Andy Walhall's, Walhall's art looked weird. Okay. But art has become, again, freakish. You, you, you take a, a crucifix, put it in a bottle of urine, and call that art. It's less about look at the the video medias where it's become less and less about the uh, the creativity and the originality, but about being sensational, using cruder and cruder language, showing more and more skin, more and more enticing, ever in, uh, encouraging that obsession with sex and perversion. The disparity of wealth between the very rich and the very young and the very poor. I don't know. But look at the increased demand to live off the state. These were all signs, according to Mr. Gibbon, of the decay of the Roman culture. I believe they are also all signs of the decay of the American culture. That we have lost any sort of moral guidance as a cult. I should maybe maybe I'm taking this wrong. Maybe I should say it this way: the cultural influencers have lost any sense of morality, and because they are considered cultural influencers, they are having an influence on a greater, greater part of our society. I don't just mean the societal influence. The influencers of of colleges, universities, high schools, middle schools, elementary schools. Libraries, those influences, they've lost their moral compass. Religion is poo pooed. And the Constitution cannot fix that problem. You know, I, I talk to people all the time, they talk about, well, the Constitution is going to do this, and the Constitution doesn't do anything. If we are an immoral people, we're not going to uphold the supreme law of the land. That's why I say the answer isn't in the paper of the Constitution. It's a tool. It's not going to come, the answers are not going to come, the solutions are not going to come from Washington or your state house or even your county courthouse, but from you and your family and your neighbors. We are watching the suicide of a culture and to show just how sick so much of our culture has become. That we're not only are we watching it, we're putting it on video. Look at all the videos. You see someone being brutally attacked and beaten, and the response of people is not to come to the defense of the person being attacked, but to pull out their cell phones so they can get pictures and video, so they can get tweets and likes and attention. 
the morality of, of saving a human life doesn't matter versus the, the virtual thrill of, well, someone clicking like on a video of a disturbing attack. And of course, it's not just American culture. We see this throughout much of the world, at least the world we see reported on. From the, the videos of killing babies to the cheers that went up when they were when they were seen. Our society is killing itself. And the only question is, are we gonna help? See, that to me is the ultimate question. When you see someone committing suicide, do you help them or just let them go on their way? See, society will tell you that just leave them alone. It's their decision. Let them go ahead. As if watching someone walking into a burning building and saying nothing is the caring thing to do. Watching somebody drive off a cliff, inject poison in their arm, whatever metaphor version of this metaphor you want, watching someone kill themselves is not the loving thing to do. It's not the caring thing to do. It's the heartless thing to do. Watching someone heading into danger, heading into death and destruction, heading for suicide, and doing something, saying something, pointing out the evil, is the loving thing to do. If I'm watching you kill yourself, it's loving for me to try to stop you. It is not loving for me to help you. What does that have to do with the average American? Well, if you wish to live free, if you love this nation, if you love your rights and liberty, as we watch people tear them down and destroy them, we have to decide. Are we going to do something about it? Or are we going to be spectators? to the suicide of a civilization. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's not simply the suicide, it's not something a television program you watch and, you know, the next week everybody's okay. It's not simply the suicide of a civilization. It's not happening to them. What they do will impact you. At the very least, learn how to protect yourself against the suicide of our civilization. That's part of what we try to do here at the Constitution Study. It's, it's why I have the Patriot Program. It's why we have that boot camp. And that boot camp starts with tools to defend yourself and defend your rights. Because there are bodies in society that are out to destroy you. They think it's not only okay to destroy you because you disagree with them, but it's their duty to destroy you physically, not just metaphorically to lock you up, to prevent you from, from uh, participating in society because you hold on to a moral grounding that hasn't changed. All I can do is help you defend yourself. If you want to find out more, please head to the website, constitutionstudy.com. Please go to constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. Find out more about the Patriots program. I'm still working on a lot of the details of it, but it's... Just take the boot camp. You'll find, you know, once you read about the, the program, you'll see that you can sign up for the boot camp. And that is where you'll get started. 
Because if we just sit back and watch while this civilization commits suicide, I have to ask you, what does that make of you? If you're willing to stand by while women are raped, children are beheaded, innocent people, men, men, husbands are killed to abduct the wives and children, and innocents are used as cannon fodder and human shields. What does that say about you? Not that it happens, but that you're unwilling to do anything about it. Because remember, all it takes for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing, which sadly is what too many of the American people have been doing lately. Now, I hope you'll come back and join us every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Constitution Study on America Out Loud Talk Radio on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, all the episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. Listen in your favorite podcast app, but do me a favor, subscribe to the show, rate the, the episodes. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But as with everything, we need you to share them. By sharing this information, by sharing this news, you also share the blessings of liberty. 